state of us tuned in and stay with us as we discuss all these crazy things hope you enjoy all of what we bring state of us tuned in and stay with us hi guys welcome back to state of us i'm alana lauren and we hope you're having a good week how was your week lauren oh i mean it it was not bad i know you said we're trying to do better with being positive so yes <laughs> So what I did that was positive that I probably shouldn't have did, but it was so good to me. So I got a book. I actually did this last week, but that was kind of exciting. I got this book, and I finished 200 pages in two days during training. <laughs> so y'all, Lauren has not been paying attention in training for her new position. Okay, this is just look. This is stuff that has nothing to do with my position. This is like just the general basics of what I'm doing. I'm actually starting the for real training on Tuesday of this week. <laughs> Look, I'm glad my reading has been coming into fruition. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that that's something exciting that I did. <laughs> my week was fine um, for the most part. Uh... I'm trying to think of anything exciting that I did. I went to the gym a few times this week. I just, sorry. It just helps me make, like feel better and just rest after work, all that stuff. But I'm trying to think of anything exciting. I'm going to the farmer's market today. I've not been in several months. So I'm like super excited to go. Um, but outside of that, nothing really. Um, I did hear a fact though, and maybe it's a help for some people, like Lauren. When something happens to you, like something that's bad or not cool, you apparently your brain only remembers it. Like your body only remembers it for a few seconds, but your brain and your thoughts are what remember it for longer. Mm-hmm. So like your body has moved on, but your mind has not. So it's like your active choice to be like, okay, it is what it is, whatever it is. That's something I had to like work on yesterday because somebody really irritated me yesterday afternoon at work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, kept thinking about it through last night. And I was just like, oh, it is what it is. Like, it's not something that is worth, like, continuously thinking about or milking for a few minutes, like, to make your day worse or make you upset. Like, it just is what it is. Um, And are you going to let, like, let how that person said something to you or let what they said really affect or derail the rest of your day or your weekend? I I appreciate that. That did help. Because you're right. It's, It's literally your thoughts that really be keeping you thinking about certain situations. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. Something I'm trying to teach myself is like you can't give a situation more power than it actually deserves. No. Um, so that is that what actually keeps you in not bondage, but like keeps you mentally trapped at that point. Oh yeah, mental. When you're trapped mentally, it sucks. <laughs> it, it takes a minute to really like unravel from that. So I, I get you on that. I really do. <laughs> So, as far as this pop culture segment goes, y'all, I don't, I don't even want to talk about it because everybody and their mama has been talking about this already. But 
<clears throat> I'm sure all y'all heard about the whole bus driver situation. Here's my take on it. Oh, with Ayala and Ebony. Yeah, I love Ebony show. <laughs> Here's my take on the on the silliness. There's seven point what eight five six billion people on this thing called Earth. You, if you find somebody that is not working for you, keep it moving. We shouldn't be dwelling on the same topics year after year. Find somebody who aligns to what you're wanting, and keep it moving. Everybody is not meant for everybody. You don't have to, and I'm not trying to invalidate people's feelings when it comes to certain situations or voicing how they feel about certain things, but it just comes to a point where it's like you have the same debate over and over again. Find somebody worth for you and keep moving by. <laughs> I also think, like, I see both sides. Like, I think there's an older generation that thinks black women should just accept anything because Ebony has degrees, she makes a certain amount of money. So, yeah. like, just because a man wants you, you should accept whatever in terms of like what he does for a living. Um, which I disagree with. But also on the other side of the coin, I got why Ayanna was saying is like, Ebony is pushing 40. She is, um, which isn't old, but she is approaching 40. She has started paying for artificial insemination in vitro according to herself. And she has not had a successful relationship but desires to be married. And I think Ayala's point was, you keep dating the men who are on your same caliber mm-hmm. or who meet the criteria for what you want, but it's not working out. Why not change it up? Now, I don't think you need to go from a lawyer to a bus driver. There's nothing wrong with being a bus driver. There's nothing wrong with the honest day's work as a blue-collar man at all. However, I do get Ayala's point of, like, you keep dating the exact same type of man who meets your criteria of education, money, all this stuff, and it's not working out. Maybe we should evaluate, one, ourselves, and two, the type of partner we're looking for in our criteria. And I think everybody blew a situation out of proportion on both sides. And I think that, like, ultimately, like, yeah, sure, was bus driver probably the ideal? Like, all I say is this. I think we can be honest. A bus driver does not make them out as a top-notch lawyer does at all in a big firm at all. However... You can have a horrible lawyer who's a horrible partner and a bus driver who's a fantastic partner yeah. and, 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 and vice versa. And it just ultimately is like, I don't think women should, I think there's danger in a woman out earning a man personally in a relationship. I think that it leads to resentment and envy. That's okay. my personal opinion. Oh, I agree. And I completely get that. But at the same time, I think the point simply is while money matters a lot, money is not everything. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> Ebony really probably does need to evaluate the type of men that she's dating in terms of taking a step back. Being like, okay, what is the pattern here? What is it in these men that I'm attracted to? And what keeps not working out with us? Mm-hmm. With it, within them, what's the common denominator within them? And what's the issue within myself? No. I just feel like, you know, Everybody's free to do who they want. I don't think black women should be forced or encouraged to take down with a man who not... And by take down, it's not just money, but also values and behavior, too. I think that needs to stop. But at the same time, I think a lot of educated black women mm-hmm. are not realistic with the pool of black men that are out there. And in the sense that a lot of black men do work blue-collar jobs. Yeah. And turning your nose up at that when a plumber typically makes almost $100,000 a year... 
it's just like I just need us to stop associating degrees with the amount of money you earn. And that too, like I think we're getting so caught up in the title of an occupation mm-hmm. versus their financial responsibilities and their financial status essentially like how do they navigate their finances because you can date a lawyer who's horrible with their money yeah and they like blow through paychecks <laughs> every single month i think when it comes to people you have to look at them from a holistic view not just one aspect and i think when people say what they want in relationships it's things that should already be included like oh i want him to have money from be financially stable i want him to be nice honest like these are things that should already come with a person like i think we need to be move beyond this surface level superficial level and really once again get to know a person beyond just scratching the surface i think that that's the problem with a lot of relationships nowadays yeah and you see it in like television shows and the woman's really well educated um it's just like well, I need a man who has this many degrees, blah, 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 blah. Like, of course, there are, like, makes this much money. Of course, there are men that do that and are good spouses and partners. But I think one, all of this, we have got to stop trying to humble women to, like, accept a man they may not want to be with based on some of their criteria. But at the same time, we as women have got to stop assuming, especially as black women, mm-hmm. stop assuming that a man just because he makes a certain amount of money, has these accolades, is charming, is going to treat you right. And, like, you're going to have it happily ever after. Yeah. Like, they're both delusional trains of thought. I agree with you on that. I, I really do. And it's like, that's why it comes down to self-evaluation. <clears throat> and what if you and why you want to get married and why. I feel like, yeah. I know we've been exactly. talking about this, and I, I've been talking about this too, like, I think we need to, we, 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 we can say all day long, we want something or we're this and we're that, but why? Right. Do you need an explanation to really just get a better understanding of who you are as an individual right. and why you need certain things, why you don't need certain things, why this is important to you, why this is not. And I know it sounds so annoying and I'm just somebody that likes to ask questions. <laughs> so it's just like, I do that intentionally because it's like, why? Like, what? What is, what is the reasoning behind why you're making this decision? And I know a lot of people hate me for it, but it's just, y'all. I'm not a superficial person, and if if you're a superficial person, it's just not going to work because I think it's very. That's the best part of getting to know somebody beyond their financial status. Like, who is this person? Yeah. But if if that's not, <clears throat> if you're saying, oh, I just want this man because. The, the finances are good. He looks good. He's a trophy. Because, look, I'm going to be honest with women, too. We, we are looking for trophy husbands, too. <laughs> like, so I think people just need to be more honest about why they want something. Yeah. And, like, to backtrack to Ebony, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, deciding, like, hey, I've reached a certain age. If not find a partner, I want to still be a mom. Like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I just find it, you know, not interesting in a sense, but, like, I put it I find I'll just use interesting I find it interesting that she's um, choosing I don't know I do not know I think this maybe is in the larger conversation about like how women are taught like millennial women 
for the most part, and you know, Gen X too, um, that you can have it all and you sort of can't because you can't have a super big successful career and also have a happy home family life where things are balanced and the kids feel like they're getting attention from both parents but like that's also unfair to women because there is a, a burden of labor of domestic work and taking making sure you're the primary because you are the primary caretaker because i don't care what anybody says women are the default parent in heterosexual um marriages like they're the default parent and it's just like you you can't have it all as a woman like that's just the truth you cannot have everything be a plus a plus a plus in every area of your life as a woman who is married to a man i don't like, know if i can't. agree i strongly agree with that you can't you just cannot i i feel like when it comes to us as black women i feel like a lot of us have this exterior where we're very confident but we're not comfortable and i feel like is everything going to be balanced to a t no but I feel like you have to, <clears throat> you know best of when, when you're in that position. Okay, like, you know, maybe I'm 40 and I've, I've 10 years in my career. Like, I can, I, I can manage my time better as far as what to, to allocate towards my business or what I'm doing and towards my family. Now, is, is somebody going to always get what they need at every single time? No. But I do think it's possible to... To have it in a way that you can still have this career in this family, but I feel like the timing is what's going to be important, essentially. Now, if you just start a career and you doing, okay, no. Like, it, it, you're going to want to allocate more to your business to work it up to a level that is appeasable for you. But I feel like at the same time, if I'm if I'm 45, even if I'm 50, I'm just going to throw 50 out there just because. If I'm 50 and I, I've been doing this business, I'm 30. I... I, I you know, yes, I'm the CEO of this business, but I have people that can do things for me. People know, okay, I have kids. And sometimes you got to make compromise. Sometimes you might have to bring your kid to the office for a day. Sometimes you might have to, you know, maybe can you do this or that? But I think, I think it is possible. It's just, once again, it just comes down to the timing and you being, if you really wanting to be intentional about these things. I don't feel like that we as women have to choose between having a family and a career that's not what i'm saying i'm saying i agree like you can't balance everything everything cannot be perfectly 20 percent, 20 percent, 20 percent at all times it can't be what i am saying is there are expectations that are on mothers that are not on fathers thus making it oh. harder for you to have a plus a plus a plus in every category a dad can change a kid diaper kid's diaper he's a dad of the year but you forgot to change the kid's diaper or you forgot to pick up diapers mm -hmm. but you were juggling a work call getting snacks for the kids getting dinner on, trying to clean something. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, you cannot you have it. You can have a career and you can have the kids and you also need yourself, but it's not going to be perfect all the time. And I'm also saying, like, there is a layer of domestic work and child care that women take on significantly larger percentages of than their husbands. Thus, their husbands are able to successfully excel in their okay, career I maybe I took it on a different angle but no no I think you could have both I'm just saying like it's just you're not gonna have both like a man will because oh, a man just like you have fathers that are definitely involved I had one who I, ha I have one who was heavily involved in my life but I just there are some men and maybe this is a different podcast episode we should definitely who do this. <laughs> have children because they want a legacy they don't have children because they oh children. I, I agree with you and so then the work of raising those children taking care of the mother yes. the work of the wife works he works 
he comes home, he does nothing. You to do this, or he'll go to the gym for an hour, and he comes home and he does nothing. But you're, you know, you rush home from work, you pick up the kids, you get them started on homework, Mm -hmm. you're getting dinner done, older kids helping you with chores, homework, and then you're ragged at like ten thirty, and he's done nothing. And I think I'm speaking more so of like, I mean to cut you off. But I, I think I'm just speaking from more so of like a, from how a healthy representation could look. And I think you're speaking from how it looks majority for women nowadays. Yeah. Unfortunately. I just don't think it, like, I don't think women can have it. Not that we can't. I don't think the environment is created for us to have it all. It's just gotcha. Okay, yeah. I, I agree with you on that. I like Ebony can do what she wants. Like yeah, that's her life. Like I'm not judging it. Like no, she not. can do what she wants. Like that's her life, and that works for her. That works for her. But I just think that sometimes we as women, as black women, it's like climb the ladder, climb the ladder, climb the ladder, and you look up and you're almost forty. You're like, oh, I'm not married. I have had no successful relationship. And then like you see that pattern, and it's like, oh, I need to go ahead and have a kid. And mm-hmm. it's just like maybe there's an alternative. I don't know. I just. I, I, I would love for women to figure out how to have a successful career that also doesn't take away from intimate relationships in your life. Mm. But I would also love for men to learn how to, to be a good, a better partner yeah. to their partner. And unfortunately, that, that's the that's individual thing. Mm-hmm. You Nobody can make you do something you don't want to do. You have to want to be intentional to be a better person. Yep. And I, I know it sucks because I love y'all. Y'all know I don't deal with the men's, but like, I, I think it does suck when I come in contact with women who really are very like intentional about being the best partner they can be for, for, for mm-hmm. their boyfriend or their husband like and they're not getting anything, anything in return. It's not reciprocated. It's just like, it's, it's sad. Like, I feel like, and I'll, we'll leave it at this cause we'll go into it. We definitely will go into this. It's, different episode. Like, <laughs> it's just like your, your girlfriend, your wife, your fiance. She is not your maid. Mm-hmm. She's not your mother. She's not your bookkeeper. She's not like she's not that. If that's what you want her to be, like just cook, clean, keep the books. You can hire budget. a maid for that. Yes. <laughs> or you could say, "Baby, don't worry about working. I have the money. I have the bills. I'm gonna set up a personal account that you have access to, and I'll put an amount per month in there." Yeah. And you can do what you want with it. Like then, if that's what you want, that's the structure you want. Not only do you need to provide it monetarily. You also need to make sure that she is taken care of as an individual as well and not be financially abusive. But I just feel like a lot of men, a lot of moms have a tendency to treat their sons like their husbands mm-hmm. and they'll clean up after him like well into his like early 20s. And he expects and then he, that. that from his partner. Because he hasn't done that on his, his own. And I have, I'm not going to lose, I have somebody in my life that, I, that I've known for a few months and um she has told me about her, her boyfriend i'm like girl i was like we become friends i'm like girl like she's explained it some i'm just like mm-hmm. and this isn't the, i also know somebody else at work who has this i'm like it's, it's, it's not your not you didn't birth him and he's not a toddler i'm he's sorry not a toddler. i can't do it why can't you find your own items like if you can't find your own items like i'm talking i really need to organize my closet this weekend but like if you can't find your own items but you're asking me where to locate them. I I just I don't uh uh-uh. uh. I just don't know how I don't know how some women have the capacity to keep. Just, I and I know sometimes when you just in a routine and going through the motions, you just used to it. But I can't do it. I can't sit here and have 
someone that's supposed to be my partner, but is really like a child and doing worse than the kid. My dentist said, <laughs> my dentist, I had to go to the dentist, get this crown. And she said she's trying to figure out a way to get her husband to go to Austin so she can get a break from him. It's just, it's just, it's just like, it's, it's, you hear the same story and it, it's not just limited to black women. It's just across the board. Right. You hear it with different Women, it's just like... <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I lose my phone. That's, like, just something I do often. But, like, I mean, like, regularly, where's my wallet? Where's my wallet? Where's my keys? Where's my hat? You tell like, me. Like, you tell me. <laughs> like, where, like, where's all this stuff? Or just, like, sometimes I'll, like, I'll, I'm in a rush. I'll place something in the fridge where, it should, where it's not organized to go. But for the most mm-hmm. part, I put things, like, my fruit back, my fruit bin, veggies, like, condiments on the rack, drinks on the rack. Like, that's what I do. But, like... How are you living with somebody for six years and you don't know carrots go in the vegetable bin? I just... That's another topic and episode. Oh, yeah, I, I wanted to boils, add on your weekend, y'all. It boils down to raising... Raising your children in the same in the sense that they both need common sense, survival skills, and knowing how to cook and clean. Those are basic. Those are basic. That is not a gender thing. No. Basic things. A hot mess. Because you're essentially what you're doing is you're infantilizing your son. And I, <laughs> we y'all we, we, we capable of figuring that out. <laughs> and women have to stop enabling it. Yep. So if you see that person's not willing to do anything, bye. Leave at the first red flag, bye. And be honest about why you're leaving. Like I think people need to be more honest about issues that they're having with when it comes to people that they're dating. Like. This is this is not isn't this is what you're used to, but this isn't how I'm not like and be very clear about what's was your non-negotiables right. and what you're wanting and rest of what you're not because. <laughs> but yeah. that's a completely different topic, but it's something that has been on my mind lately, and like, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, all that to say, I think people need to just. I'm, uh, I agree with more. I'm tired of the exact same conversations. The black community has got to stop talking about just relationships or hypothetical questions all the time. Like, please be for real. Like, what else could we talk about? Can we talk about financial literacy? Oh, literacy? Be into it. Can we t- talk about generational wealth? Well, um, can we talk about, I don't know, learning how to grow some of your own food? Can we talk about exercise and working out as a family? Like, please stop with the if your baby mama had ch- six chicken nuggets. But you only had only one of the kids over there was yours. Like, oh, let's stop. We please. focus on the wrong thing. We give attention to things that do not need attention. Silly. Hypothetical <laughs> questions that have started to actually irritate me. I just ignore it. I really do just ignore it because I'm the things that don't benefit me. I'm really trying to do better with not giving it attention and letting it irk me. Like that doesn't apply to me. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we can have to our main topic today is about <laughs> parenting. I guess like young adults and what are we with like our relationships with our parents look like, or like you know that transition season from your child being a teenager to them being like basically a young adult, whether that's them in college or outside of the house or from your job, whatever that looks like. Um, I don't know. I know that my mom has said that it's sort of difficult for her. She doesn't know, like, we don't need her like we used to. I'm like, well, you know, we're not six. Um, or six and four anymore. Or even 15 and 14. Like, mm-hmm. we're in a different stage of life. And it's like, 
I think your kids are always going to need you. It's just like you have to be okay with like the ebb and flow. And I think this is a motherhood thing. The ebb and flow, and I'll speak of it from a strictly motherhood perspective because I've not had this type of conversation with my father. Like the ebb and flow of motherhood evolving as your children grow. Like I think there's something really interesting with like boomers and how they have the mothers, or just not even boomers. How mothers have tied so much of themselves into the title of a mother that when the transit when that like I don't know the only analogy I can come up with is like a balling yarn as when it begins to unravel or as it you know unravels as your kids grow older you're like oh why is the ball not the same anymore it's like because a relationship has changed it just I think we have to like as young adults I think we have a responsibility to sort of like I guess guide our mothers through that a bit and be a bit you know more honest and open and be there to listen but it's just I don't I just I also think that they need to be open to hearing what your children need and hearing like hey you know I need more of this from you and less of this or I need you to hear me when I'm trying to talk to you about something that's important or hey I'm thinking like for example like if I'm thinking about moving in two years and I got a job offer in a completely different country like I don't I want my parents to be happy for me but I also don't want this underlying current of resentment that like I'm not supposed to go and live my life yeah I don't know if that makes sense I just I think that sometimes people especially mothers get so caught up into mothering young children that they don't realize they don't have young children anymore and like the needs of those children have changed as have gotten older like what they need from you doesn't mean they don't need you it just is not to the same degree of intensity maybe if i'm making sense <laughs> no I, I get that and i i have a question i think it, well, it, i know it ties back in but i think like what's something that you're needing from like oneself or others or both essentially like in this at this time right now in your life essentially I think I just need people to be honest and I and I need people to accept my answer as my answer mm-hmm. like I don't want I, I my something I'm striving for is to be as honest and open as I can be in any form of relationship um romantic friend mm-hmm. family like and I need and I in order for that to happen for me I need to feel as if you aren't gonna have a visceral reaction to what it is I'm about to say or me being open and honest with you and so like i need safety i think that's what it is like safety to be vulnerable in my um relationships without it being thrown back in my face Mm -hmm. having to like then like call your feelings Mm -hmm. and like administer to you and the conversation becomes more about you Mm -hmm. i need safety i think that's the best way i can put it that that's very fair i know that that's hard to to um to give and you, you you think it shouldn't but it is essentially yeah what about you <laughs> i think the more i'm changing the more i'm realizing that your wants and needs are going to change with that and i think that's just been the hardest thing for me to accept that it's not it's kind of the same thing but it's not the same thing it's essentially that i think 
it's thermal it's it's me being afraid that by voicing what i need it's going to create a havoc in that type of relationship i think that's what i'm afraid of but i think that's what i'm just needing is just mm-hmm. i don't even know if compromise is is a fair word to say but i think i'm i think i'm just needing someone who or not even just someone but i'm just needing people to and oh, i'm trying to figure out how to say this without saying like becoming mean or like rude but I think I've just been in so many one-sided situations that I think I just need somebody to give yes <laughs> I need yes that's what yeah. I think that's what I need essentially yeah. and it, it's hard to, to really and I think that's just something that I especially like a few weeks ago like I was really like just sitting down like really struggling with that because it's just like I'm really like, and I, I think all the time <laughs> about just everything. And it's just like, I'm really sitting here at shoot, I'm 20, 26, just thinking like, okay, what do I need from this? What do I need from that? And just writing out what I need. And mm-hmm. I think it's hard when you write it out because once you write, it's like, okay, a snap, like this is for real what I'm needing. And I, I know, I think I'm needing to have, I'm needing more, like you said, honest conversations with people. Yeah. And look, everybody has a right to feel how they feel about whatever situation it is, but that doesn't, yes, you still need that safe space essentially to have these conversations. And I think for me in just learning how to set better boundaries, that's something that I'm needing to do, especially with my parents. Well, one of them. (laughs) And I have to agree with like those boundaries of like, Hey, like, I, I think your adult children should be able to say to you, I do not care for it when you do X because mm-hmm. of why can you stop doing X mm-hmm. without it being like, well, I get, you know, like that whole, like, I gave birth to, like, like, I don't, I'm personally somebody, I don't care for people touching my stomach. It just is not something I have ever liked mm-hmm. people doing. And I have an individual in my family who does not care about that and does mm-hmm. it. And I tell them every single time. I don't like you touching my stomach yeah. and they like what and it, I'm just like no like it's not that hard and I think that also boils down to understanding that children have the right to have boundaries but I digress mm. <laughs> no I, I've been reading this book called the sugar jar and it, it's, it's been kicking my butt y'all like every time I like I'm trying to do better like when I get up in the morning actually reading but I'm not gonna do it this week because I got to do this to the office but like right when I read something, I'm like, this is exactly what I'm going through right now in this time. It's yeah. it's so scary how it's just like it's been it's it's been kicking my butt in the sense that it's checking me on things that I need to deal with, mm-hmm. and also of how to do better when it comes to other people and not also overstepping somebody else's boundaries. And that comes once again with conversation because you I can't read everybody's mind. Nobody can read your mind. So if there's something going on, like, hey, say, say something. That way, I, cause you, if, if, if you just allow somebody to keep going over and over your boundaries and it's annoying you, but they don't know, you, I mean, can you really be mad if you didn't have right. that conversation, essentially? Exactly. And it's like, you can only, yeah. I think, like, that's one of the things is, like, when you don't speak up and mm. you, like, let it fester and build up, like, you're dishonoring yourself, too. Yeah. And you're dishonoring that relationship because you're not being open and I just I I I think that like I watched the Joy Luck Club last night did you have you ever watched that movie I don't think I have it's about 
um, this, these four um, Chinese immigrant women and their daughters. So one of them, they were like in their 60s, 70s, like um, one of them passes away um, a few months prior. Um, but the story is again about their daughter. So like they had their own daughters, but the story is cyclical. So you go through all the four moms and their relationship with their own mother and then their relationship with their daughter and then you see their daughter's relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And so it was very interesting. Um, you might look at them like 94, 95. Watched it before, but it's been years. So I watched it again last night and it just really reminded me of like, there's so much that's unsaid between like a mother-daughter relationship. And <laughs> it's so much unsaid. And it, I encourage anybody to watch it because like if you get it, like you know, if you know, you know. Um, and it was like, there are obviously elements of cultural differences within like the Asian community, specifically the Chinese community, like possibly not saying when something has happened to you or, you know, saving face because you don't want to embarrass anyone so you stuff down your own feelings. But like, it was just, I don't know. It's just like, you got to see the differences from like the, the, the great, like the grandmothers to the mothers to the, their children and like how they all evolved as women and how some of the family issues trickled down, even though they, they, they thought they were healed. It was just very, I find it to be a really good representation of like that matrilineal lineage and how women have a tendency to, we always focus on the father daughter relationship, but the mother daughter relationship can also be very complicated as well. Mm-hmm. Um, of like, you love this person, but it's like, one of them was like, I love my mom, but I feel like nothing I ever do is enough for her. Or, you know, I love my daughter, but I taught her to have more worth in herself than she has. And now she's like making herself small for this man or like for this relationship to work. It was just really interesting. Interesting. I've, I've never seen a movie, but I'll definitely like put it on my radar to, to watch. But I, I think in terms of just like the relationship with my mom, I'm not going to lie. Like as, as a kid, it was hard. But I feel like as I've transitioned into becoming an adult, literally it's, it's been really, really good. It's, she's really done like a 360. And I think some people are better when it comes, like, better as parents when it comes to raising adults versus kids and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm getting that full experience with both of my parents. My mom understands that I'm grown, that I'm going to do what I want to do regardless if she likes it, but she allows me to do what I want to do. And so, okay, Lauren, like, well, you know, you are 26, you are this and that, like, reminding me, like, because sometimes you, as, as an adult, too, like, you have to kind of just remind yourself when it comes to things, but it's just, I, I'm very grateful that she's given me the freedom that I need to explore who I am as a person and as an adult. Yeah. And because, you know, my parents come from very different backgrounds and my mom was doing a lot of things on her own by the time she was, what, 18, 19. So this is not unusual to Mm -hmm. her. But on the other hand, I feel like when it comes to my dad, how you've explained your mom, I'm having that same issue. Yeah, and it's just like... I... I want to say this like if you being a parent means you're also signing up for different stages of life mm-hmm. and you're not just signing up for baby toddler you're not signing up for the years mm-hmm. in which they're young or just living with you um and i think like that's a challenge for a lot of people it's like a lot of people want babies mm-hmm. or children they don't want adult children and by that, like, to, back to your point, I'm like, your adult children are going to do what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. They're going to make mis- decisions. They're going to make some mistakes. 
and they're gonna have to learn how to live with him and progress through them um but I also think that you also have to be open to evolving that relationship as your children get older and mm-hmm. realizing that things aren't like I'll go back to the last comment earlier like, things are not going to be the same like they're not going to need you to make them dinner like, like they're not going to need mm-hmm. you for that but like they need you in other ways as an advisor is something that they commonly mm-hmm. will need you as in their 20s as an advisor for a decision or um just to have a second set of ears or an opinion on something um they want to hang out with you i think one of my issues is like i want a deeper relationship with my mom but i feel like i don't know who she is outside of being my mother like i don't i cannot genuinely say who my mom is outside of like four things and that makes me sad because like i don't know who she is like i can't say like i just I, I think like allowing your children to know you really matters and know all sides of you mm-hmm. instead of just like I don't I, I, it's so complicated to describe because like I'm like I can say I know my mom won't like this food or she won't like that mm-hmm. but I, what I mean is like like what are your hopes like what are your like what are your dreams like what is something that you are gonna do what is something that you want to do like what is like I get what you who mean. are you? Like who are you as a person? Beyond just a parent and a wife, yeah, I'm just, a mom and wife. Yeah, I'm beyond a mom, like beyond a mom, and honestly, beyond a Christian. Like who are you? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Like because there's more to you than just those two things, or the sorority. Or like who are you? Because I just feel like I don't know her, and it's hard for me to like bear myself and like who I am if I feel like the version, not the version what you have shown me or like who you are based on like who I had growing up and who I have now like it I just what I'm trying to say is like if I'm evolving as a person or changing or trying to figure out who I am in my 20s like I just want to know that you're not going to judge that journey and that you're going to be a part of it and listen but I feel like at times it just seems like there's this expectation of me to like be um super um pragmatic and cautious and like i'm like i want there to be this expectation that i am my own individual meaning i make my own decisions i change as a person but that doesn't mean that i don't that i don't still need a mother it just means that i don't need I just need you in a different way is basically what I'm trying to say. It's just like, it's so long-winded, but like, that's basically what I'm trying to say. I just need you in a different way. I, I need to know you. I need to know you. I, I think it's just hard because, like, I, I, like, for the last few years, I've been wanting to do the same thing with both my mom, too. And I, I feel like, you know, I, I don't feel like we've hit that part yet, but... I think it's hard for people to show you who they are when they don't know who they are. Because when you put your identity into certain things for your whole life, it's hard to see who you are outside of that parameter of things. Right. And I think that when you're evolving, sometimes it's scary to me that you can outgrow somebody, even if that's family. Mm-hmm. 
and outgrowing doesn't mean that I no longer talk to you. I no longer love you or support you or your endeavors, but it just means that you, they're not going to see you in the same way. And I think sometimes a lot of family are denial, but they know when someone is changing because mm-hmm. you act different or you, the vibe is different. Like it, it's very obvious to see when someone is going through their journey. And it's, it's like, well, if I'm evolving, how come you don't want to evolve? Like how come you're comfortable with being complacent and I'm not? And it's like, it, it, it really causes havoc in a relationship because mm-hmm. it's like, it's this friction essentially. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to say without, especially when you know how that person's going to react right. to and what it is. I think that goes back to my thing. It's like, mine is like safety of like being able to share like, Hey, you know, I'm really interested in this or I'm mm-hmm. worried about this area. Or I'm, I'm contemplating my beliefs in this and like, or whatever it is, because I've talked to other women and they, they feel the same way in their 20s. It's just like, the safety to have that conversation without there being a reaction that feels like gaslighting. I raise you to fill in the blank, or I don't know where you got that blah blah blah. Like you know what I'm saying? Or why would you like that type of conversation of like where it's automatically put back in your face of like there's something inherently wrong with what you're thinking or believing or going through. Instead of, okay, walk me through that. Like, mm-hmm. I just... You might talk to me. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. is like, I just feel like I cannot actually talk to my mom. Yeah. And it seems like it's something that's so simple to do. But one thing that I've learned, a lot of the, the is it simplicities of life is very hard for people to do. When you ask somebody a basic question, like, what do you like about yourself? Or what do you want or how do you need me? A lot of people cannot answer those questions. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because it, it's like, well, I, I don't know. Like nobody's ever given me the, yeah, the I don't tools. Think, yeah, the, the tools on how to navigate that situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I get you. It, it's, it's very, very frustrating. Yeah. And I'll rephrase it. I feel like I can't talk to my mom about the things I really want to talk to her about mm-hmm. because I don't feel as if like I'll be heard. Um, and I think that's my, my big thing, like, it boils down to, I, I just want, like, I want to know her, and then I want her to actually know me, and then to understand that, like, we're, that, like, you will always be my mom, but there's not this hierarchical relationship anymore. Like, I will always hold reverence and respect for you, but, like, I am an adult. We're on an evil playing field right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no, like, you can't ground me, you can't change, like, like, there's not that anymore, so it's just, like, I should, as an adult, be able to express my opinion or to say, no, I don't like that without there being the automatic default to, like, well, you're the child. I am your child, but I am not a child. Yeah, there's a difference yeah. between the two, and I think a lot of parents want to intertwine, I guess. And, it's, and you can't have it both ways. You can't yeah. have, like, you cannot have your adult child not subordinate, but I'll say that, subordinate to you, but also want to know them. Like it, it does it's not, not work a both safe ways. space, and I think I, I and I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm not sorry. I'm not saying this to to ruffle any feathers, but I don't think a lot of us, as even as children, feel like parents are a safe space. And I'm not saying all parents, but I just at least just speaking from I'll, you know I'll just I'll just speak from my experience. I did not feel like as a kid that I had a safe space to talk about things or you know just just talking about the situation that i'm going through with my father 
he I know he's really struggling on how he fits in my life with me being an adult and all my and my siblings being an adult too at this point. And he's still wanting to hold on to how he saw us as children and we're not. Yeah. And I I, I empathize with that because it's gonna be hard as a parent, but it is. I also think that that's what I said before. You when you have a child, you sign up for all areas of their life. Yeah. All seasons of their life and and seasons change I think it's the thing people are ultimately afraid of is like that change and like tethering your worth as a parent to the degree uh, to which your child needs you quote unquote is really dangerous mm-hmm. and which can in my opinion can contribute to strained relationships with your children but also strained relationships you see it a lot with moms and sons and like being so nasty to their daughter-in-law like it can contribute to being just very territorial, which is very, um, it's not natural. I just feel like as we navigate this space of, like, young adulthood, our parents are navigating how to, like, parent us, mm-hmm. and, like, there has to be a lot of patience and conversation and vulnerability, but I also think it shouldn't just be the kid trying to figure it out. Yes. And the parent also <laughs> needs to come along and try and figure it out with you and be open to, I need this, but not that. Yes. And not it's, a, it's a two-way it. street. It's not a one-way street. And I, I will say this as someone who likes to be a safe space for other people. Like, I do want to give, you know, my parents that same safe space that I'm requiring in case, you know, they will, you know, this is how I feel. But at the same time, I need you to listen for understanding and not listening just to respond. And I, I've dealt with, with the gaslighting. I've dealt with the emotional manipulation. I've dealt with the, um, the guilt trip. And yeah. it sucks. It sucks from a family standpoint, a friend. I, I've dealt with all that. And it's just like, we're two adults here and we can't even have a conversation. <laughs> like, and I get what you mean. Like, you, you don't want to say, well, this is how I feel about a situation. And then all hell breaks loose. And, mm-hmm. you know, now you're a judge for this and that. And it's just like, sometimes I just want you to say and be honest. Like, okay, you know, I, I will be honest saying I'm struggling with this, this information that you're letting me know, but give me time mm-hmm. to process and we can have a follow-up conversation. Like, something. Like, I, I don't want to invalidate, like I said, I don't want to invalidate everybody's feelings because everybody has a right to feel how they feel, essentially, but it's, it just gets to a point where it's like, th- this this aggression that you call Right, and it's just like... It makes me not want to yeah. open up to you. Right, and that's the thing, is just like, I don't want to be somebody who's not vulnerable, but I, I don't know, I think growing up, I was taught to like, not taught, like, told to explicitly, mm-hmm. but like, implicitly, like, taught to, oh, there was a school or a home or a church, like, whatever it was, that I needed to cater to other people's feelings and emotions to always think about their reaction and how to make them feel. And to make sure things ran smoothly. And um, my stuff didn't matter as much. Yeah. Because I felt like I was managing other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. And perceptions and whatever. It, and reactions. Um, and wanting to be liked. And wanting to keep peace and all that stuff. And I felt like that may contribute to why I have such a hard time being open with people. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, why would I want to hear yelling or, you know, disappointment and all this stuff when I could just keep the shit to myself? Like, mm-hmm. why? But it's also not good to hold in things either. And and that that goes back to, once again, determining if that person is a safe space for you to be open or not. 
and and that it's hard to do something when you don't have the when you're not equipped with the proper tools on how to do certain things essentially like it, it that's why i'm saying like if you're really doing the work mm-hmm. it's hard it's not fun it's not fun it's, it's just like you have to sit with it like within yourself but like doing it alongside somebody else to work for the relationship mm-hmm. like a paternal relationship is different because of again the relationship hierarchy that's very common in parental relationships and um especially ones that are based on religion um mm-hmm. Or built around the tenets of the faith. It's hard. Um, it's hard. <laughs> and then just, you know. I also think like change. Like the version of yourself. Like the same thing for an adult. Like a parent. The version of you that existed five years ago is not the version of you that is here right now. So like mm-hmm. you have to be open to meeting the new version of your child. As your child has to be open to meeting the new version of you as a parent. The same respect. The same autonomy that you're wanting your child to give you. That has to be reciprocated to mm-hmm. it can't just be like well, i did this because i'm your parent like yes you're my parent you chose to have a child it, it, well let me for people who chose to have a child you made that conscious decision we didn't ask to be here that's part of being a parent you're signing up I, I i don't i'm not a fan of when people say well i i financially took care of you it's a roof over your head you're that's a parent. requirement that's the bare minimum of being a parent it's providing shelter food and clothing that is the bare minimum. That is the requirement. Universally, that is the requirement. And it, you don't get a badge of honor for that. And you know what? Sometimes you don't get thanks, which is crappy. Because like, mm-hmm. a, being a parent can be a very thankless job. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that. But, I don't know. Like Using that to gaslight your child and to like, not voicing an opinion or not disagreeing with you on something is weird yeah, we're not always going to agree on everything Thing. but we can at least be we can agree to disagree without damaging that relationship like you know once again like I, I do thank you I think also to start out a conversation with just acknowledging a person that you're hearing them that, that helps yeah, a lot too because it's just like it's just like sometimes I'm talking to a wall like or and like listening to listen instead of to respond Yes, <laughs> like I if 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 and like if part of being a parent, like I'm being vulnerable with you because I know a lot of parents, especially when we become an adult, like you know you don't tell me anything mm-hmm. or we don't talk as much. I'm like because you're not a safe space, but I know you can't say that to parents mm-hmm. all the time because like then it's gonna come. Oh, I'm a bad parent. I'm like yeah. I'm not saying this to make you feel like you're a bad parent, but I'm being honest as to why I haven't done these things that you're wanting. Yeah, exactly. You can't expect for me not to have had a something a relationship as a child, and for it to miraculously change when I become an adult. It doesn't work that way. At all. I, I will just say, like, I think I'm trying to work through some stuff with my mom and, like, my relationship with her and trying to, like, know her, who she is, but also have her know who I am and being vulnerable in that and, like, just understanding that there's some transitions, like, happening personally in my life mm-hmm. that um, I think are really important to deal with before a certain time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think, like, if you're a parent listening to this, know your child is going to grow up at some point and they are going yeah. to be different from six-year-old them. If you are a young adult listening to this, like, make an effort to call your parents, talk to them, text them. Like, it, it's not the end of the world, like, to just take a few minutes every week. But at the same time, like, 
also be very don't be afraid to have a conversation with your parents mm-hmm. and if you are afraid you know sit down with yourself really kind of just just think about you know why and if you know the reasons why you know there are a lot of books out there a book that i need to get (laughs) honestly (laughs) i'm even a book addict y'all but (laughs) like there are tools out there to navigate certain situations if you feel like you do not have those tools on how to deal with certain situations there's therapy there's those self-help books you know people that you trust that maybe have gone through that experience of what they did like there are tools out there for you. You don't have to feel like you're alone in that journey. And the same thing for parents. Like, there are support groups out there. There are other parents who are going through the same thing who are struggling that can talk about, hey, this is how I deal with my child. Like, there, there's help for everybody with certain situations. Yeah. And I think, like, surrounding yourself with people who mm-hmm. are in that season of parenthood, too, yeah. can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Yeah, that can be really helpful. <laughs> it's just like, hey, or people who've already gone through that season of parenthood um, mm-hmm. can be very helpful. But your children are going to grow up. They are going to change. They are eventually going to move out of your home. They are going to have their own lives. Um, children should make an effort to, you know, routinely try and speak to and see their parents. But it's also not one-sided. Parents should make an effort to routinely speak to and see their yes. children. Yes. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's not going to be the relationship it once was, but the relationship is going to take work between two adults mm-hmm. to sustain it. <laughs> yeah, the operative <laughs> word being adults, multiple. It's not just you who is the adult. Yeah, like, I'm my own person and you're your own person. I would want that from you, too. So it's just like, you know... <laughs> We're, we're, we're all going through this together, essentially. So. Look. <laughs> it's not an easy journey, but it's, it's necessary if you want to maintain a healthy relationship. Part of a healthy relationship is having difficult conversations. It's, it's part, having healthy relationships comes with getting to know a person for who they are and being honest about certain things. There's no such thing as a perfect person. A perfect situation, but it can be better and improve if you're willing to make that effort. Yep, if both people are willing to meet and make that effort on both sides. So, yeah, uh, I would just say talk to your parents, figure out what your relationship is and where you would like it to be, and try and hear them out. And you also know their type of relationship. I'm not talking if you have toxic parents, I mean, like mm-hmm. literally toxic parents, please don't do that. If you decide <laughs> to already cut them off yeah. or limit contact or go non contact, we support that. But if you have parents who are willing to listen and grow with you, that's who we're talking to. Yes, we love. We're not talking to y'all who have toxic and abusive parents. We yeah. wish you all the healing on your journey as you can have. We're talking to those whose parents can be a little stubborn sometimes. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can be a little stubborn sometimes. Mm-hmm. But the, eventually, like y'all can work through things. Exactly. So, I know that was a handful. <laughs> But I feel like I need to be sad, so. Oh, it is. I, I feel better. <laughs> that conversation. <laughs> like, internalizing things is not healthy. Like, I, compartmentalizing I, it. I, I've done that, and I've literally, it caused me to be physically sick. <laughs> so I, I would advise to not just internalize things to where it gets bad. Like, let it out. Even if that's writing, screaming, crying, 
talking to somebody like don't don't just keep it in because it's it's gonna if the more you suppress it it's gonna come back up because you never dealt with that situation it's not gonna go away if you haven't dealt with it it's gonna show up in other areas of your life and that's something that i'm learning some, some things that i did not deal with as a kid that is making a full circle now so it's like don't be afraid to deal with that situation it's not gonna be fun but it's gonna be worth it when you heal from that journey or whatever it is or mended that relationship if you if you are able to in a position to do that, hundred percent. But I would say please go enjoy your week or weekend. Go outside, call somebody you haven't talked to in a while, listen to a podcast, like take care of yourself. Um, if you can follow us on Instagram at state of us underscore pod, we'd love to have you over there. If you can um, give us a review, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd greatly appreciate it. Peace. Bye, y'all. Stay of us, tune in and stay with us as we discuss all these crazy things. Hope you enjoy all of what.